And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Late night Midnight on the interstate I didn't feel so great Welcome back to Straight from the Source. Michael Russo, thanks as always for tuning in on this uh, cold, blistery, very wintry, very slick, very wet uh, Tuesday morning here in the Twin Cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul. Um, thanks as always for tuning in. If you want to subscribe to The Athletic, theathletic.com slash straight from the source is going to be just so many... Uh, honestly unbelievable stories coming up in terms of the winter classic and um, projects that i'm working on especially in the next couple of weeks on a myriad subjects uh, my guest today is steve mayer the chief content officer one of the executive vice presidents of the nhl he was hired in 2016 actually late uh, around winter time 2015 so exactly six years ago to sort of reinvent all the major events with the uh, national hockey league and one of his babies is the winter classic and all the outdoor events and a lot of everything that you're going to see on New Year's night, the first scheduled primetime winter classic in NHL history is uh, a lot of his vision put together by hundreds of workers, part of his team uh, that's going to put together this incredible event. So uh, I hope you enjoy the podcast and we'll get a little sense of also what uh, sort of mayhem has been going on in the NHL the last couple of weeks with uh, COVID-19 and the league's um aspiration to get this winter classic off the ground without a hitch between the Minnesota Wild and the St. Louis Blues. What a difference a week makes. I mean, seven days ago, I was sitting in Bill Guerin's office, uh, the GM of the best team in the Western Conference on top of the standings, uh, riding pretty much a win streak, um, eight games in a row up until uh, two games before that where they had lost in LA and Vegas, but things were still looking good. Um, and now, obviously, a lot of things have changed in the NHL. One, the team has lost two games since. They've had three games postponed due to COVID-19 top positive tests with the Hurricanes, uh, the Florida Panthers, and um, the uh, Detroit Red Wings. But also, it looks like the NHL players are not going to the Olympics. So the day I was sitting in his office was the day that it was announced that he would be the GM of the U.S. men's ice hockey team in Beijing here in about a month and a half. Well, that uh, looks like it is not going to happen, which means Bill Guerin will not be the GM of that team. If the NHL players uh, pull out, and it sounds like in uh, by the time maybe you're listening to this podcast, that announcement will be made. Um, that means that there will be a new fresh brass uh, for USA Hockey as well because uh, Chris Curry, Bill Guerin, David Poyle, Don Waddell, their their job, Ryan Miller, John Van Beeswerk, everybody, their job was to come up with an, a list of NHL players that were going to go there. But now that the NHL is not going, they're going to come up with a new brass and go with amateur players, AHL players, potential college players, things like that. So 
Um, you know, obviously disappointing, but I, it, totally inevitable. I mean, we have had 50 games now rescheduled. 120 plus players have tested positive for the virus. Tons of staffers, coaches. These games have to be rescheduled at some point, and that some point is probably going to take place a lot in uh, February. So. Um, I don't know how the league's going to do it. It's going to be a logistical nightmare. Uh, I don't know how you fit in all these games then when players, uh, when building availability is an issue, uh, when players, um, you know, had not that this can't be changed, but pre-scheduled trips and things like this. And the other thing is that we just know that COVID-19 is not going anywhere. And unless the NHL is going to change its testing protocols, like the NFL did, um, and with uh, two countries and much stricter um, protocols up in Canada, I don't see how they're just not going to test players on a constant basis, even if they're asymptomatic. I, this thing is just not going to end anytime soon. So there's going to be more postponements coming up. Uh, the big question is, do the Wild even go to Winnipeg on Monday? Uh, so right now, uh, the NHL got rid of cross-border uh, uh, travel between U.S. and Canadian teams. The big reason for that though was because to get back into the United States you need a you need a negative test within 24 hours of travel and a, po a negative test to go into Canada within 72 hours what you risk if if you test positive in Canada that technically you could be quarantined for 14 days now that obviously uh, can there are workarounds there like the Carolina Hurricanes didn't leave their players in Vancouver for 14 days they chartered them back um, either straight to Raleigh or into Seattle and then and then got them back that way so there are ways, but, but it, you know, especially during the holidays, they had to stop that. So Monday, the Wild are scheduled to go to Winnipeg. The question, does that happen? Now, it could happen just based on this fact alone, because the Wild would test that morning before getting on their flight to Winnipeg and get the results before that trip. By the time they play the game and return, it would still be in that 24-hour window. So theoretically, the league could have them play the game. But COVID-19 is, is running rampant in terms of at least positive tests throughout the NHL. And with this Winter Classic right around the corner and one game, that being the only one in Winnipeg between now and the Winter Classic, do the NHL, does the NHL want to risk that? Now, St. Louis has two games planned uh, before the Winter Classic. So, you know, I don't know if the league would just essentially scrap the wild playing in Winnipeg just based on the fact that uh, that there's a game there and that they, they got to protect them for the Winter Classic. But we've seen right now the wild are one of the few teams in the league with no COVID-19 tests, yet they're running into major, major uh, injury problems. Jared Spurgeon's Winter Classic is clearly in jeopardy with a lower body injury. J Jordan Greenway doesn't seem to have a serious lower body injury, but, um, but he's out right now. But the major one, and it's just an absolute shame is Yul Eriksson Ek. Not only is his winter classic clearly in jeopardy with a uh, upper body injury, he left the arena in a sling yesterday around uh, on his arm. Um, but but it, depending on how long he's gone, that is just going to be an absolutely massive loss for the Minnesota Wild. Uh, we all know what Eric Sinek does for this team. 11 goals, a league high 21 drawn penalties, fourth last year in the Selkie. He is number one over the boards in every situation for Dean Evason, whether it's even strength, whether it's power play, whether it's penalty kill. And now he is going to be out for the foreseeable future. How do the Wild overcome this? We've talked over and over and over again about their lack of center depth, Beyond Ryan Hartman and Yul Eriksson Ek, um, does Nico Sturm get elevated in the lineup? Do we see Marco Rossi make his NHL debut in Winnipeg or even the Winter Classic? Um, that is all uh, things that, that Bill Guerin and his staff are going to have to figure out in the next couple days. Um, the Wild are practicing on Tuesday. They will then will have to take Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday off. They'll reconvene Sunday with practice at Tria and then uh, also test before their flight, right now at least, um, to Winnipeg. But uh, we'll we'll find out the next uh, you know plans for the Wild here in the ne in the next little bit. But they are, are clearly facing the first level of adversity that they faced all season. Eight winners of eight in a row up until December 9th. Now uh, four game winless skid. Um, three games that were postponed so on a real erratic schedule and suddenly injuries, uh, major injuries through their lineup to to big time players. Um, so we'll see what go, what, what happens here. The team has to play better. We've seen a lot of struggles by some guys lately. Uh, you know, Brodeen and Dumba haven't been uh, nearly as good the last couple games, and Bro and Dumba's now on a string of four or five. Zuccarello is not playing his best hockey. Even Caprice have had a three point game in in uh, in. Um, 
in uh in Dallas and I just rewatched his shifts again and there were a lot of uh tough shifts in that game for him a lot of turnovers um uh things like that Ren Pickler came back in the lineup and made a major mistake on the third goal um Talbot obviously did not that was probably his worst game of the season he's stolen them some points lately but the Wild could have won that game with a better goaltending performance from Cam Talbot so they've got a lot of patching up to do. Maybe they can reset, recharge with their families here during the holiday break, come back. Um, if they play that game in Winnipeg, come back with a big game against a very beatable Jets team uh, before uh, coming home for the Winter Classic. I uh, hope you really enjoy this conversation I had with Steve Mayer. Um, you know, I have a lot of respect for him for many, many reasons. Um, uh, you know, maybe one day we can talk, discuss all those reasons. Uh, I've known him for a very, very, very long time. Um, um, but he has just done a great, great job with all the big events that you see in the National Hockey League. It's always his baby. He was the the mayor of the bubble as well. It was That was his whole thing as well. And he's got a great team behind him. So um, without further ado, here is Steve Mayer. But here's a word from one of our sponsors. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Well, as mentioned, I'm happy to be joined by Steve Mayer coming to you from the Champions Club here at uh, Target Field. And Steve, uh, nine Emmy Awards, uh, 23 nominations. You were working for IMG for a long, long time. This is almost, you just passed, I believe, your seven-year anniversary with the, or six-year anniversary with the National Hockey League. And we like to call you the bubble boy, Mayor of the Bubble. (laughs) Well, thank Um, you. I think you were the bubble boss. Everybody used to call you that, uh, came up with every nickname for you because the bubble was your doing in Toronto and Edmonton a couple summers ago. Um, I, I look back at that time now is, uh, first of all, it feels like it was seven years ago when I've only been here for six. Now, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, listen, it was, uh, it was one that we'll always remember. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was quite the experience. You know, I, one of the things that somebody actually pointed out who was in the bubble with me and, and it makes you think, you know, when we were in the bubble, Remember what the world was like. I mean, nobody was even out of their house at right. that time. People were still sort of really bunkered in. And we, even though we went to a caged-in area and couldn't leave, we at least had a restaurant. We at least had a bar. We at least had a place to exercise. And we at least had other people to interact with. And we were in a really safe environment. And at the time, it was miserable, like, what are we doing here? 93 days. But, you know, <laughs> when you look back at it, it was a sense of normalcy in a time when nothing was normal. Right. And so, uh, yeah, quite the experience and, you know, just incredible that we were able to get through it and get through it as safely as we we were able to, given what's going on in the world today. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, quite the experience. And what's going on in the league today. Uh, mm. Not one positive test in the bubble, in either bubble, which is just amazing. Um, especially considering that not everybody was bubble. Like, you had workers, you, you had, had, people you had coming different in tiers, and, and you had different people coming in and out. Yeah, but um, we had a level of protection. Like, those people really Like, the did. bartender that, worked, that would work at the hotel, they would actually live in the bubble for the entire time, where some people would get to go home. Those who had interaction with the staff were part of our world. And those who sort of came and go, they had very little interaction. Mm-hmm. And it was it was really, you know, we, we thought it out. And, um, and somehow it worked, yes. But there was an outside influence that would come in, and that was all, always our fear. Plus, we had a few people who left and a few people who came in, you know, but they were pre-tested and, 
and you know we we got through it I, it's I, I really do feel it's like this this weird miracle of some sorts that we were able to get through it for that long a period of time it's crazy. as clean as we did given the world at the time and now what's going on in the world as well yeah especially what's going on in the national hockey league right now i mean this is really alarming obviously uh it's it sounds like uh in the next day or so we're going to find out nhl players aren't participating in the olympics um obviously the game you know the the league's pretty much on pause right now um, and who knows what's about to come because this pandemic's not going to drop off the face of the planet. Um, what has this week been like in the National Hockey League behind the scenes in terms of how you all have had to navigate this? You know, it's, it's trying. And um, again, I think you, you sort of you can't predict. You don't know. But now we have a level of experience yeah. based on all that we've dealt with in the last Two, two years. Um, you know, credit goes to our incredible medical team. Bill Daly uh, is is in front and center on every single one of these decisions. And I'll tell you, I, 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 I'm amazed by the work that he's done. Um, it's hard. Um, you know, and we've lost a lot of games. We've, you know, players' health and safety is first and foremost. It, it always has been. That's been the number one concern. Our staffs are team staffs um you know and it's just spiraling sort of out of control and to the point where we've had to take a pause through christmas um we're confident coming out of it um the olympic decision um being made potentially is and and, and about to be announced you know little did we know that those weeks would have to be to make up games yeah um, and there's a lot to be made up there's a huge hope on everybody's part that we'll be able to get the games in that are canceled and we'll play a full season. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think everybody is open-eyed as to what might happen after Christmas uh, with everybody gathering again. And obviously yeah. the, the, the amount of cases are, are extraordinary um, right now. Um, and, and, but, you know, we're, we've got a lot of cool things coming up. Yeah. And there's a lot of big moments to come for the NHL, uh, starting with the Winter Classic. And we are absolutely hopeful on every level that we'll be able to get through each and every one of these and head to the Stanley Cup playoffs. And once again, because the ultimate goal is to award a Stanley Cup champion. Right. And so, you know, there's bumps along the road. We're so used to them. <laughs> We'd want them to go away like every single fan because they're a pain in the you-know-what. Yep. But at the same time, uh, you know, we just have to strategize, figure out, like, what's the best approach to sort of now get what we've lost back. Right. And we'll get to the Winter Classic in, a, in one second. But but this has got to be a logistical nightmare to make up 50 some odd and counting games. How how can that be done in February? Because, you know, you, you building availability and, and getting 32 teams and slotting them in has got to be. I was just looking. It's funny. I was looking at XL Energy Center's calendar. I'm like, maybe you do a bubble at the X and bring in like 10 teams. <laughs> yeah. So, so Steve Petros has got a, a really tough job. Yeah. Schedule me. Yeah, and, and, and the reason why he, he does is, I, I mean, like, there we had a three-week break that was decided, and the buildings realize that. So they've got to go out, and they want to fill their buildings. They, right. they, they don't want to just stop just because hockey games aren't going on. So they brought in college basketball and concerts and – and the rodeo and PBR, like all of these events are taking place everywhere. And they're not going to move now mm -hmm. that we're not going to the Olympics. So it's going to be hard. It's going to be very hard. We haven't talked uh, much about sort of how we're going to make up all these games. Um, is there a regional bubble that we could figure out? Maybe. Like, I mean, these are things and conversations I'm sure we're eventually going to have. But right now... It's so new. I think that Steve is trying to kind of put yeah. all the puzzle pieces together and then we'll see where we lie. 
And we're going to just try to do the best we can to make up as many games as we can during that period of time. Makes sense. Um, so, Steve, um, let's give everybody uh, your background. I mean, you came to the NHL, um, and I know it wasn't technically to replace John Collins, but you came at the exact same time. So I think people always thought, all right, he's John Collins' re- replacement, a former executive vice president. Uh, Steve is the chief content officer and executive vice president for the NHL. Every big event is Steve and Steve's large team and their subcontractors and it's him it's your vision uh so first before we get to that h- tell everybody your background in in TV and and how you got into this business yeah so I, I'm I'm actually a, a wannabe broadcaster um I I set out to I just love sports all sports mm-hmm. and uh always wanted to be on air and uh and when that failed miserably and I joke about it, but I, I, you know, I had jobs here and there. Um, you know, off I went to sort of figure it out behind the scenes. And, you know, I had relationships from being on air and just got opportunities and, you know, got a little lucky along the way, but I was a sports television producer. And, um, and you know, one thing led to another, which led me to IMG. Um, and I started there in 1996 um, as a producer, a television producer doing all sports. Um, and, you know, and one thing led to another there that got me to become their executive producer and eventually the sort of head of media um, production um, worldwide. And, you know, for me, it was um, it was an incredible experience. I mean, mm-hmm. um, you know, first of all, IMG is one of the greatest companies in sports and sports marketing. I learned so much. Um, you know, some of the greatest people I'll, I'll ever work with, you know, some of the brightest minds who right now are like all over the sports landscape running teams and leagues. And, you know, it, it, you know, there aren't too many big sports entities that don't have somebody from IMG. So it was a great learning experience. Um, and then the job that I had sort of evolved from television production, sports production to entertainment production, reality shows, concerts, award shows, you know, we, we started getting and growing and being bigger, doing network specials. And then, mm-hmm. and then into events, like we started looking at like, oh, we should be producing events. And we worked for all the major leagues producing halftime shows and special events for sports, including the NHL. And, you know, John Collins actually hired me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny that people say I was his replacement, <laughs> but I actually got hired by him. So, um, and I have uh, the- my, So he the hired album, you and then you replaced him. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and I have the utmost respect for, for John. Uh, no, but, um, you know, and I was hired at, at the league to become more of a executive producer content person. And then within six months or so, John actually took the gentleman who was running events at the NHL with him to on location where he left to go from the NHL. And um, I was approached to run the events department on top of the job I was hired for. Mm -hmm. And that's what I've been doing ever since. I love it. The greatest people like you mentioned, you know, yeah, the creative vision, but the, it's you're only as good as the people that are around you. Right. Every team, every coach, every manager is going to say that. Uh, you know, I, I lucked out. I, I walked into the the right place, the right people. So talented, incredible, um, operationally. Oh my goodness, they're so sound. And you know, we've grown together. You know, and and I, I push them, they push me. Um, you know, we've had a few bumps in the road the last couple of years just because of the pandemic and not being able to do what we love to do. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so amazing to be back and doing right. an event like the Winter Classic. Um, but, you know, we we have some grandiose plans. We just keep on saying, let's push the envelope. Let's get bigger. You know, we're always thinking of like, what's the next evolution of outdoor games, of events for the NHL? Um, but it's been a great experience and it's just a, a great team that I have to work with. It's been a long time coming, obviously, for Wild fans to get this big event here. I mean, they had the outdoor game at the stadium series at TCF Bank or formerly TCF Bank Stadium. Um, but this is this is the signature NHL outdoor event and you have done many of them. I was just in Dallas today and yesterday and they were telling me how incredible the game was at the Cotton Bowl. Um, this has got this to me. Uh, 
already is starting to take shape as looking unbelievable. I can't believe I was here three, four days ago and it was a blank canvas. So I'm like, how are they going to get this done? And it's already starting to look like a winter classic. How, um, how overwhelming, first of all, is it when you first start off? I mean, you, as you've joked, you've gotten a head start on this one because it was canceled. <laughs> it was postponed a year. But how do you like, how do you come up with the different ideas? Because this one has the makings of being special because of how important outdoor hockey is to the state of hockey. So, you know, first of all, thank you. I mean, um, based on your comments, I'm, I'm now even more excited. <laughs> uh, you know, we we love that piece of what we do like the sort of creation you know we could easily just put a rink and yeah. put a few things around it and go here we are but we're challenged each and every time to to sort of come up with something that's different and unique and, and and we realize for a fan who goes to a lot of games especially in that market like how are you going to give them the wow experience and the one where they leave and go, wow, that was really cool. We, we also understand, and there's criticisms of outdoor games, like it's hard to see the game, but you know, I, I'll tell anybody, yeah, yeah, you might struggle a bit because it's a different viewing experience for the game, but man, are you gonna get an experience? Like wherever you look, oh, look at that. There's a nuance that's, right. look at the way they, they brought in Christmas trees yeah. to fill the outfield. Oh, that's cool. Or And that, uh, just to interrupt you, I mean, you were just telling me that's something that you literally decided like today. Yeah, yeah I mean, well, we were it, like, where are we going to get trees? Uh, you know, uh, you know we, we started to struggle if you just went to, you know, if you went to look for, you know, okay, we got to bring in these trees. Where are we bringing them from? And then somebody from the Twins actually kind of gave us a, a, a clue as to, you know, hey, I would look into these recycling centers that are all over the Minnesota area where people after Christmas bring their tree to be recycled, uh -huh. you know, and you can go in there and if you can intercept those trees, you, you can have hundreds of trees. And then we looked into it and bingo, we're, we're going to do that. We're then going to deliver all the trees when we're done to one of those recycling centers. So we're, we're going to do what we need to do for the environment but we're going to be able to gather what what would have been a real struggle if we didn't think out of the box and think creatively. Yeah. And now we've got trees. <laughs> and and the, but that happens all the time. Like, you know, we just have to sort of. One, one thing is just never say no. Mm -hmm. Like, like there's got to be a, you know, there's got to be a way to do it. That's first and foremost. And and if you exhaust all those opportunities, well, like, come on, you get. There's got to be something else. So. You know, th those are the kind of things. And, and listen, it's a it's a process. It takes sh shape, like in the initial phases. And I think what probably would be hilarious would be if you ever saw the first draft and then you end up seeing the last. Yeah. Because it's like my articles. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, but it's it's a fact, yeah. and we we change it a million times. Yeah. You know, and. And, it, and we'll change it right till the yeah. end. Like, I say that all the time. I don't think anybody believes me. But literally the day before, yeah. if we don't like something, yeah. we will change it. Yeah. And because ultimately, the, when the light goes on, which is the day of the game, and really when the cameras go on or when somebody starts to walk in the building, like, we're, we're just going to make it yeah. as good as it can be. Yeah, I can only imagine how the contractors don't like when you start walking. No, no. They see me come and they yeah, run the other like way. Like, you've told me, like, you'll watch them build something for hours. And this second later, be like, you know what? Move it a little bit to the left. You know, people say, <laughs> like, why you're there so early? And we get, you know, I, we get there early. And, and they're like, why do you get there early? And and it ha it is a little to do with, I, I do like to make changes. I, I'm the first one to admit it. Uh, and and I want to I want to give people as much a heads up as possible because <laughs> I don't want to come in two days before I joke about it, but you don't want to do that. And and again, nobody complains. Everybody gets it. They realize it's for the best. Mm -hmm. But we we don't rest. Like yeah. we, we're not. We're, we're just never satisfied. How often do you wake up in the middle of the night? Like a, a, a fair amount. <laughs> A fair amount, but that's but that's. I'm just you know I'm I have a like a crazy mind and yeah. and it it's not normal and I'm not normal and I'll be the first one to admit it and I'm okay with that. Yeah. But 
I, I just like, I just constantly am just thinking about what can we do? What, you know, what would make it cool? Like, Oh, that's different. Can we try it? And I get a lot of, are you kidding me? No way. And we move on. Yeah. Like, and I'm, and I, I'm also like, I, I'm fine with people telling me why we can't do it ultimately. Mm-hmm. And then I'm, I'm good. But yeah. you know, if you're struggling telling me why we can't do it, then we're going to give it a try. <laughs> no, we're going to. And I, right. and believe me, some things do not work. Right. And I'm the first to admit it. We've made many mistakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we've also, you know, done a couple of good things and we're very proud yeah. of those. And we will try to continue to do as many yeah. good things as we can. So I'm fascinated by what what fans are going to see here in the next couple of weeks uh, on, on January 1st out there. Um, you have this incredible cabin where players are going to emerge from and skate for the first time ever oh, during player productions. Yeah, I know. I've, I've really, uh, you've done some research. Yeah, I've done, I've really looked at the renderings. Um, you got fishing holes, you got yeah. the dock, you have, um, it's going to be Lake winter classic. Um, it just, and then you have in the outfield, which I know you've been discussing for months, these eight, pond hockey ranks that are going to be telling a story about the state of hockey throughout the game for the people here in Minnesota. Can you uh, bring uh, wild fans up to uh, some of the things that they are going to see that day? You know, so the wild fans are, are probably most used to what they're going to see. And we find that that's cool. Like mm-hmm. for wild fans, they're going to be like, Oh, I go to a pond hockey tournament in the middle of a lake. This is what I see. We're here to replicate it, but we're here to tell your story. Wild fans. Mm-hmm to the rest of the world. Like there's going to be a lot of people globally watching this and we want them to be like, Oh, that is so cool. They do that in Minnesota. That's like amazing. And so we've, we've we've replicated essentially um, what, what would be a a look of a pond hockey event um, on a lake. And then we've taken the liberty to, on the outskirts of that pond hockey tournament on the lake, to have these other interactive elements going on. Mm-hmm. So you're going to see a couple of dudes ice fishing, and you're going to see lumberjacks cutting down trees and doing lo- lumberjacking things. Uh, we're, we're taking advantage of some of these activities that take place here and having fun, like, the, the idea is that there's always something going on. Right. You know, that, you know, the rinks have got kids on them. Their people are playing hockey over here. A, a guy is literally pulling a fish from a hole, an ice fishing hole. And again, excuse my terminology because I've <laughs> never been ice fishing before. I'm, Nor have I. I have to admit. And, but like everywhere you look, there'll be something going on. And a huge advantage for us is we're going prime time. So wait till you see the lighting that that will emanate from the field and from our staging. I mean, we're 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 gonna have some fun with this one. Um, you know, we hear it's gonna be a clear night. It's gonna be cold. It's gonna be a clear night, but I do think it's gonna look spectacular yeah. when it's all said and done and unique and very different, but it is going to be Minnesota. I mean, like, you'll know where you are if you're a Minnesota Wild yeah. fan. There'll be no doubt. Like, nothing will be left sort of to the imagination yeah. because I, I, I think, you're, you know, we're representing you well. Yeah. And by the way, that's one of the things that we set out. Like, we want to make the local crowd proud. Like, right. that's another thing. Like, when we were in Dallas, and that's what I think their takeaway was, was like, Wow, that showed off Dallas, Texas. It showed the state yeah. fair. It showed, you know, sort of our environment, what we're all about to the rest of the world. Yeah. And, you know, we got to thank you. And, yeah. you know, if we just get a thank you when we leave here, we've done our job. I know I always joke with you, like, do you have a budget? Because it does <laughs> It does seem like money is no object. No, no I, money is an yeah. object. But, like, even, like, and, uh, and I don't want to say something, and I could, if you don't want me to... I'll chop this out if you want me to. But I remember like a couple of weeks ago, I was I was I went to grab a drink with you, and you're like, we're so excited that you negotiated something down by like a hundred grand. And I was like, wait, you just spent that much money on like five seconds of something? But that's, it does seem like that is your that that Gary Bettman and the NHL gives you the ability to spend money if you think it's worth it. No, we we have a, an unbelievably supportive boss, Gary Bettman. <laughs> no, Ga- no, Gary is incredible, right? Um, and and really believe believes in what we do and what we've done and we appreciate that um 
we do have a budget, Michael. <laughs> Michael. <laughs> Regina Sullivan, who runs our business, our events business, would kill me right now for talking about any, uh, like, because she- I think she, I just got you in trouble with No, Regina. no, no, no. But at, at the same time, listen, we, we pick and choose our spots. Uh -huh. We also- realize that some ideas don't cost a dollar uh -huh. and other ideas unfortunately especially yeah. when it comes to technology and one of the things that we did you know that we thought about yeah. were um which actually believe it or not is now not taking place uh -huh. but we in order to try to make it work to your point we actually negotiated it down by a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> in order to at least consider it fine like you know again for the right <laughs> idea we'll spend the money uh -huh. but we do have a budget uh -huh. we do have a budget but is you know like i'm even fascinated like I, I remember i just like listening to you talk right now i just had this like memory of me coming up to you at the chicago marriott a couple years ago at the draft and it, we, you were having a drink it was after the draft was over by the way you stop we, we keep on meeting for drinks yeah i know I, exactly um and i said to you i'm like i gotta ask you a question who is in charge of the signage? Like, how is, like, every pole in this Marriott perfectly outfitted with, like, NHL Draft Chicago signage? And you're like, oh, we have an entire department. Yeah. Like, the, yeah. like, and I'm like, like, it's those little details that, that I think a lot of people take for granted that you realize that, well, that actually took a lot of planning to sit there and say, at the Marriott or the Westin or this, we had to have this perfectly, you know, measured out to, to do a... No, um I think people don't realize just it, it, you know, how many people it takes to put on an event like this. I mean, and it's hundreds, right? Hundreds, but everybody has their specialty. Mm -hmm. Like we have an incredible hotels department. You know, think about how many people are coming to Minnesota, booking hotels. How long are they staying? What's the right arrangement? You know, how do they get their confirmation? Like, all of this is well-organized. People are put in certain rooms and at certain hotels. And then transportation. We have a transportation department. How are we getting from here to there? We have a security department. Like, some of the best in the business who are keeping us all safe when we're mm -hmm. on the ground. Some are really visible. Some are behind the scenes. Some are just involved in just the security of the event only. Others deal with just our staff. You've got hospitality. There's, there's VIPs in town. There's sponsors in town. There's parties. There's all of the above that there's a team that just does that. And to your point, there's graphics everywhere. Like when we come to town, we want to make people aware that it's the winter classic. So whether it's at the airport, on street banners, in hotel rooms, mm -hmm. those are people that like, that's what they do for a living. They go out, they measure, they know what will catch people's eye visually, you know, but there's a whole team that does all these, you know, little aspects, but so meaningful when you're trying to put an entire event together. Absolutely. And if they all don't know where the, they need to be and what they need to do, you know, It'll be a mess yeah. and it'll be a complete disaster, but they're so good. And, and you know, we we joke, but like we haven't done an event in a couple of years, but I come into Target Field yesterday or two days ago and you know, just see an every familiar face as if we never paused. I mean, it's the best in the business. You want to surround yourself with the best in the business and there, you know, we, we finish each other's sentences. They know what they need to ask in order to do their job. They know how to execute their job in the most timely fashion. Uh, just really, really good people, but so many of them yeah. in order to do an event like this. I can only imagine how many meetings, emails, texts you get to plan something like this. Um, and yet you're here doing the winter classic, but in a month you got an Ulster game in Vegas and you got a draft in Montreal and you got, I mean, it's so in at stadium series in between in Raleigh. How, about, mean, uh, how about our heritage in Hamilton? Yeah, exactly. We don't, we've got a lot going <laughs> well, on. Like, I don't know how, how do you, um, like, you know, how do you, you're based here right now, basically until January 2nd for the winter classic. Correct, correct. But you're dealing with the Ulster game too in a month, like how do you organize in your own head what's what's what? Yeah, I mean, listen, it's it's never easy, but it's that's part of it. And mm -hmm. you, uh, you gotta be thinking ahead and you gotta find time because the other thing is you have a separate set of 
interested parties like you know the folks in vegas want to they don't know you're doing anything else right. and you gotta you gotta be there when they need to sort of move on certain things the folks in nashville are really thinking of their event because to them their events coming up in a little over two months but at the same time it's uh it, it's for them it feels like it's happening mm -hmm. tomorrow so you know, again, you, you balance it all. You, f you figure it out. You got to keep a lot of balls in the air at the same time. But we're so used to it. We're so used to it. And, you know, and, and they get their time. Like, that's the other thing, too. Like, we will eventually focus mostly on Vegas. Then we'll focus yeah. mostly on Nashville. Then mostly on Hamilton. We'll get there. But it's, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. And, um, you know, we, we figure it out. Fan festivals here. You got um, uh, you're gonna have uh, morning skates probably on an auxiliary site, but you're gonna have uh, the family day. You're gonna have a practice day before both the Blues and the Wild. Um, so a lot to for fans to look forward to too with the fan fest. This Thomas Wright concert at Exel Laundry Center the night before. All that type of stuff. Um, quickly on the All Star Game. Um, the All Star Game is gonna happen with the pandemic, or is that uh, that's your anticipation? <laughs> um. As we speak, the All-Star Game is happening. Uh -huh. um, we are, um, you know, listen, we're in an ever-changing world, but, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of interest, um, not only in Vegas, uh, from our TV partner ESPN, from um, our, our sponsors, our VIP, like everybody's really excited about this. And I do think that the players have had a general excitement about playing in Vegas. Uh, so, you know, as we speak, where systems, all systems go, mm -hmm. uh, we spent five days in Vegas last week um, planning and uh, we're, we're ready. Um, you know, again, nothing is a hundred percent. But, uh, you know, we are feeling at this moment mm -hmm. like we're going to play an All-Star game. There's nothing like five days in Vegas, too. Um, <laughs> the, uh, Steve, uh, tell us, just, uh, can you kind of give people an in on some of the skills events? Because one is just really spectacular. Yeah, so we're going to change things up a little with skills. Um, we're going to have uh, the arena events that everybody is typically used to. Uh, we're going to bring back, actually, in the arena, we're going to bring back the breakaway challenge. That's what we used to call it. But for those in the audience that might remember, it's the one where the players show off a little bit. Mm -hmm. It shows their personality. They do skills or do a trick shot. Mm -hmm. They dress up a bit. Um, we felt very appropriate that that is an event to bring back. And, you know, we're going to be reaching out to the players soon once the teams are named we're going to reach out to the players to to work with the players a bit more than we've ever done before mm -hmm. to come up with sort of the routine and the yeah. skill and make I'm it already a really just, my mind's already thinking yeah. of all the things that Karol Kaprizov's going to yeah, be able well, to do. Yeah, well, think, but like yeah. like and that's and we want the player who is super creative. Yeah. And given the fact that some of the trick shots have made their way actually into regular play, yeah. and how how our fans just love that. Like this seems like an appropriate time to kind of bring that back. Yeah. So that I'm excited about that sort of inside, and that's on top of hardest shot and accuracy, mm -hmm. fastest skater, all of the above. And then what we're gonna do because it's Vegas, and come on, we got to do something out of the norm and special. Uh, we're planning on two events. One, we're gonna do an event on the Bellagio Fountains, mm -hmm. which all I'm gonna say is we're creating a rink on the fountains. And then the rest of it, I'll leave to your imagination, but it okay. will be really cool. Nice. Like, I think it's going to be really cool, very different, unique. And then uh, we're going to shut the strip down. Yeah. We're going to we are, we're going to shut the strip down. That won't be a down. nightmare. It's, it's interesting. It's quite the challenge. I mean, again, you know, we, we talked about this earlier, but, you know, one of the things when you create these events is like, like doing something that's, that's a challenge even mm -hmm. for us. And, you know, this will be a bit of a challenge. It's going to be unique. I'll tell you, we're getting the most incredible cooperation from Las Vegas police and, and a lot of the, the folks in, in, the, in that town that sort of, in order to do that, mm -hmm. 
you, you need them on yeah. board. I was just like, it's, who, it's, make, who makes that first phone call no, to the Las Vegas police? Hey, you know what I'd love to do is shut the busiest strip in the world other than maybe park, you know, Fifth Avenue in New York or something, Broadway. No, like, you know what? You know what? The, because it's Vegas, uh, they're just, they're unbelievable. Yeah, like, yeah. They are, they do this all the time. Yeah. They just are, you know, they're just like so like cool to deal with like yeah. i mean it's like you would bring in ideas maybe yeah. somewhere and they'll be like oh this is impossible this no no way yeah. do you know what that's gonna do we're gonna have backups for miles and they're like wow cool event you know they're, <laughs> they're just like wow this this wasn't the reaction we thought and we're gonna do a a, a very cool event i think um where we're literally um we're literally taking a a famous game of chance that's um, a casino game and we're bringing it to life um like uh, featuring one of the player's skills and wow. it i think it's gonna be great and we tested it um we had a couple of former players try it out i think they really enjoyed playing the wow. game very and, cool and again just the look of it all be, that's awesome it'll be awesome yeah. so yeah we're looking forward to, to yeah. all-star that's gonna yeah. be great all-star a lot a lot of people have talked about are we changing the format are we doing anything different mm -hmm. you know three on three works um we like it um you know with olympics without olympics everybody talked are we going international mm -hmm. are we going to do anything different the answer right now is no um business is normal uh division by division yeah and um best players in the world all showcased in vegas espn huge uh, for skills and then abc mm -hmm. with the first of what will be a series then of abc telecasts afternoon telecasts so this will be a an awesome kickoff to the second half of the yeah. season lastly steve i know you're an nhl executive and hockey's got to be secret of the injuries um but at the uh, tahoe game you sustained a lower body injury um, you, because you were a hockey executive, worked the rest of the event. Uh, could you reveal to everybody what your actual injury was for the first time? So I ended up um, having a 10-inch break of my fibula. Oof. I dislocated my ankle, and I tore every ligament in that lower ankle um, area. Um, I, I did a pretty good job. Plus, I had blood clots. Uh, well, I was a mess. I wow. had blood clots. Um, feeling great now, like great. Like this is, um, it, it's been since February, um, went through surgery and the whole, the whole bit. Like it was just, it was quite the experience, but I'm really, I'm walking around. I feel great. I'm running around. Huh. I'm back to normal. In fact, somebody yesterday said, slow down, <laughs> slow down. There's ice out here. Don't let it happen again. Um, but uh, I'm back. We're back. It's awesome. Let's let's play a winter classic. Let's yeah. get this thing going. We're looking forward to next week. I am too. I uh, can't wait. It's gonna be my first winter classic that I get to cover. And um, I can only imagine like you were so busy to give me 40 minutes on a podcast and plus before this about a 40 minutes on a behind the scenes story for um, you. Anyway, yeah. so uh, that story will. There's gonna be so many cool, cool stories coming up here in the athletic on the winter classic, including a real cool behind the scenes story on how they turn this blank canvas of a baseball diamond into uh, what you're going to see on January 1st. So hopefully everybody, uh, hopefully the weather cooperates. Um, it's going to be awesome under the lights uh, with a new partner too. That's bringing 200 people from Atlanta here, Steve, uh, which has got to be fun as well. Steve, uh, thanks so much for joining. Michael, a pleasure. Thank you. And thanks for your coverage. And, you know, we just, again, we hope to make everybody in Minnesota proud. It's going to be a fun winter classic and, you know, let's let's kick off the new year in style. Yep, absolutely. That is Steve Mayer, Chief Content Officer for the NHL Executive Vice President. And here's a word from one of our sponsors. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. 
So my thanks to Steve Mayer, the chief content officer of the National Hockey League, for sitting down with me today to talk about this winter classic. It's going to be my first one ever covering as well. So I just cannot wait. I can't wait for the fan festival. I can't wait till uh, January 1st at 1 p.m. at Fulton Taproom. Jeremy Rutherford and I will be doing a uh, live podcast uh, at Straight from the Source podcast, the Fulton Taproom, 1 p.m. January 1st. Uh, definitely come on out, uh, join us before heading out into the ballpark to watch this awesome outdoor hockey game between the Blues and the Wild. Jeremy is our the Athletic St. Louis Blues writer um, and just one of the best. He and I actually joined the Athletic the same day, went through the recruiting process at the exact same time as well. You're also going to be hearing a ton of Potential mini pods in the next week as well as all the TNT, NHL Network, and other big wigs come to town uh, for the Winter Classic. So I hope to sit down with a number of them. Um, we'll see again December 27th, Monday, if the Wild play in Winnipeg. Um, otherwise, the Winter Classic is the next thing on the docket for the Wild, at least right now, are scheduled to hit the road again starting, and believe it or not, the day after the Winter Cl- Classic on January 2nd, they head out to Ottawa and Boston. Um, so we'll see what their injury situation looks like then, and if they make that trip again. Everything is sort of subject to be changed today in the National Hockey League. As you know, podcast galore throughout the website, throughout our athletic uh, podcast network. The Athletic Hockey Show Tuesday this week has Bobby Ryan and John Morosi, who's covering the World Junior Championships for NHL Network. They join uh, Craig Custance and Sean Gentile in the Athletic Show Wednesday has a roundtable with Rob Pizzo from CBC Sports and Sarah Sivian and Jesse Granger from The Athletic. They welcome the NHL's editor and co-host of the Chris Johnston podcast. That's Julian McKenzie, one of our best. A lot of the stuff that you see written by me is edited by Julian during the day at The Athletic. He's just absolutely awesome. Thanks for listening to Straight from the Source. Please follow us on your favorite podcast platform and don't forget to leave a rating and review. A very good review, by the way. Uh, Subscribe to The Athletic Audio Plus on Apple Podcasts to get all bonus content from our entire network. This week, Max Boltman and Corey Pronman from The Athletic Hockey Show Prospect Series present extended bonus content, so be sure to check that out ahead of the upcoming World Junior Championships that has six wild prospects in it. And right now, get an annual subscription to The Athletic for just $3.99 a month when you visit theathletic.com. Say a straight from the source. Straight from the Source returns after Christmas with pre-winter class podcasts featuring a number of awesome guests. Until then, have a happy holiday, everybody. Merry Christmas, and we'll be talking to you soon.